24 hours a day, seven days a week. The news never stops. Life goes on around town and around the world. You need a talk show that keeps track of it. A program with bold opinions that's always open to your views. That is this show. Welcome to the Mark Davis Show on 660 AM. The answer. All right, hour number two. Let's go. 866-660-5759. So on the big stories of the day, uh, should Biden resign? Whoa, that's on the table. And it is largely because of a Hugh Hewitt column at foxnews.com. I'll share some of that because there's so many, so many triangulations here. We start with the base coat that we know this is not sustainable. The the notion of Joe Biden lasting until inauguration day of 2029. Please, are you kidding me? Not last to the next inauguration day at the end of his own first term. Uh, And I don't, I'm not invoking images of him actually dying. I I mean, political survival. I mean, functional uh, credibility. It's, it's this, this is not sustainable. So Democrats are, are in full blown panic. At the White House itself, which presents a a countenance of of steadfastness, no, he's not going anywhere. We're at, and oh boy, if I got a, a montage to play with you, to play for you, <laughs> they are playing with us of of people going before cameras and microphones, say, oh, he's great. Oh, he, well, I, I got to tell you, you better you better be prepped to go in for a meeting with Joe Biden because he is sharp as a tack, razor sharp. He's he's ready to go, man. You better be ready. (sighs) Better be ready to keep him awake. So some tricks, some oatmeal. Just I mean, it's it is just so very very sad. So should he resign? I mean, now, and we're not talking about you know the 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 LBJ. I will not seek nor will I accept nomination to be your president. March thirty first, nineteen sixty eight. That's what LBJ told us, and that opened up that entire drama that followed. Gene McCarthy. RFK, uh, Bobby Kennedy, of course, assassinated a couple of months later, uh, ultimately a, a race that yielded Hubert Humphrey, beaten by Nixon. Uh, no, we're not, no, we're not talking about that. I mean, that, that's, that's viewed as a possibility by some, but there's, no, there's just no evidence that that's going to happen. Would that be enough? Is he so cognitively impaired that sticking it out for the rest of this term that even that is a deal breaker. Now, here's the thing. If he does resign, it gives you President Kamala Harris. I'm going to tell you in a minute because I got one little thing I got to do right up front here because somebody texted me about it. And and that is, oh, President Kamala, piece of cake, Trump wins 40 states. Okay, maybe. But here, here's the the scary thing here, and I don't know what I want more. You you know me. I've, I'm the guy who has told you that anything that helps us win is good. <laughs> anything that makes winning harder is bad. That's kind of in a vacuum, and by that I mean with a, a barely functional Biden, which we may not have. I care about my country so much, and I listen. I've said for a year. I want him on the ballot. Come on. I totally want, please, please give me Biden on the ballot, which please understand we may get because as more and 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 more people say, well, he totally can't be on the ballot. He can't serve another four years. I mean, I know that. I know that, but that, that, 
That does not automatic. That doesn't mean that it's going to be easy. This is why I've told you time and time again, that, you know, show me the way that it happens. I'll believe it when I see it. I'll believe it when he gets on the TV and says, where well, I'm not going to run. I'll believe it when he resigns. The, the invocation of the 25th Amendment seems really outlandish. And you know how that works. The, um, the majority of the cabinet, the vice president and majority of the cabinet, write a letter to Senator Patty Murray, the president pro tem of the Senate, and to House Speaker Mike Johnson saying, we believe the president is unable to fulfill his duties. At that moment, Kamala Harris becomes acting president. Whoa, 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 wait for it. The ball then goes to the Biden team court. And whoever is writing for Biden can send a letter back to the same people, Patty Murray and Mike Johnson, and say, no, he's OK. At which point he is reinstated. <laughs> if it's like ping pong, the third strike of the ping pong ball would be the cabinet and the vice president saying, no, you weren't paying attention to us. He can't do this anymore. At which point it's like, okay, stalemate. It then goes to the Congress. Where two-thirds of the House and two-thirds of the Senate are necessary to remove the president. If that happens, Kamala Harris then becomes acting. I mean, it's called acting president, also known as president. Um, so the question for that becomes... Could you get two-thirds of Democrats or two-thirds of Republicans? And here's the weirdness of that. You ready? We're talking about removing Biden. And here's the, the you know, little, little voices on both your shoulders. Are there Democrats who would absolutely vote to remove him because they, please, can we clear the decks for a better, uh, for, for a, 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 a actual competition featuring people that can do this job? Are there Republicans who would vote to keep him? In order to, you know, keep him because, boy, that looks like a winnable election. So since the likelihood of his actual removal via the 25th Amendment, I just don't see that at all. What is a little more plausible is the notion of the Biden team having no interest in even walking down that dramatic road, that undignified, embarrassing road. where some notion whereby they get to him and say, Mr. President, I just want you to know. And this would be, this would do wonders for chemistry for the rest of his term, the, the months remaining in it. Mr. President, just want you to know that we have the vice president and, you know, 10 members of the cabinet. We're ready to go in the 25th amendment. We don't want to do that, sir. You need to resign now. At which point he probably would. If that happened, even knowing that, that there was a slim likelihood of the 25th Amendment actually being carried out to the to the extent of his removal, because who wants to go through that? Oof. So, may, so maybe that lies ahead. Maybe that lies ahead. So ultimately, you know, it's kind of works at cross purposes. Do you is a Biden resignation an appropriate thing right now? Absolutely. As a Republican, do you want it? Part of me says, I don't know. And, and by the way, here's the thing when, when I've said that, yeah, I want Biden on the ballot. I want Biden on the ballot. But that means Biden continues as president. 
And I, I care about my country so much that it's just inherently, nonpartisanly, objectively horrible to have a president this incapacitated. So if the hand I'm dealt is you end up with President Kamala Harris and then, you know, maybe a, a huge scrum in Democrat circles to cough up either Gavin Newsom or some other. See, this is the thing about Democrat Party Day, man. They're not exactly seething with bench strength. Quick, name me the Democrat governors just knocking it out of the park so convincingly that they have a broad national fan base. Gretchen Whitmer? Please give me the Democrat senators who are making such a name for themselves that there's huge presidential buzz. Amy Klobuchar, please. So anyway, intriguing times. All right. So uh, calls on that. Anything else in this crazy drama? 866-660-5759. Here is the just this is 60 seconds. Maybe you watch Super Bowl, right? Romo catching all manner of you-know-what for just being a Gabby Gary. Just yada-da, yada-da, yada-da. I think Romo is over... I thought he was overpraised when he started. I think he's smart. I think he lends to the game. I think he does, does okay. But it's like, Romo's like the best since Madden. Shut up. But now I think he is, at times over-criticized. The, uh, the aforementioned Jesse Waters did a segment on him last night, welcoming uh, uh, recently departed uh, ESPN anchor Sage Steele. They were talking about a couple of things, the black national anthem thing, and it's not. But it was given a stature like it was. Lift Every Voice and Sing is a lovely song. It's a historic song. It, it, it's, I mean, I got nothing against it until they try to shoehorn it in as if it's the Black National Anthem. Oh, by the way, latest on this, people are upset. Know why? Because at the stadium in Vegas, people weren't standing for Lift Every Voice and Sing. Hey, guess why? Because it's not the National Anthem. Ugh. Anyway, more on that in a moment. But here is... Just one final time, the very final play of the Super Bowl. You will hear Jim Nance with a wonderful call, and he clearly had this one up his sleeve for a winning touchdown. Jackpot, which is smart because it's it's a Super Bowl in Vegas. But then think of it. Think of every Super Bowl you've seen. You hear the play-by-play guy give the call, and then there's enormous celebration especially in a game like this, literally last second, in overtime, what should the announcers do? Shut up and let the sounds and the sights wash over the stadium and wash over you and me in the audience. Tony Romo did not do that. First and goal. Mahomes flings it. It's there! Hartman! Jackpot! Kansas City! And this was the Andy Reid special. This was the Andy Reid special. We talked about he was saving all day. He's going to fake a motion to go across. And at that moment, he turns and goes back. Hartman, who they didn't have, right? And they go get Hartman and bring him back. And the game-winning drive of Mahomes' career, he's been waiting for. He's won Super Bowls, but he's never had it. And in overtime, he is the best. He is the standard where Michael Jordan wins it again. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> 
it, I guess it when you when you when because the imagery is Andy Reid hugging all over everybody, uh, you know, Mahomes and the rest of the team just and and that's when ordinarily you would just have the sights and the sounds, but Tony just had to give you some X's and O's analysis, which by the way is his job at virtually every other time. So I don't know. I uh, yeah, well, t- Tony Romo ain't crying no tears. Uh, how's how's Brady going to do with this? Tom Brady is going to be the, the lead Fox analyst. I guess he'll be working with Kevin Burkhart, which which bumps old. And Greg Olson get, get, is over-criticized, I think. No, no. Anyway, so. Well, uh, and, and if you're thinking, well, we got a few months to uh, uh, before football starts. Nope, you got a few weeks. I will at some point. I need to do lunch with my buddy, Moose, Daryl Johnston. He is at the forefront of, he's director of operations. Uh, the USFL and the XFL, how many FLs do we need? Time and time again, the lesson has been taught that spring football is something that there's just not a sufficient appetite for. Maybe this one will click. I hope it does because I love Moose. And it is a, a sort of a, an amalgamation of the two leagues that had a little something going. And they're starting in uh, like a few weeks. So, <laughs> hello, Bob Stoops, a co- a coach in the Arlington Renegades. We got us a team. All right, and we got us some calls. 866-660-5759. Pick a topic. lot going on. Bill, welcome. How are you, sir? Happy Tuesday. Good morning, sir. Hey. If we are to believe that there are others around biting, making decisions, running the office, doing the majority, and he is the figure, mm-hmm. if, they, if they like their positions, if they like what they're doing, if they like the idea that they're the ones in charge, yeah. If they move Biden out, who is the person that they think they can put in that they can still control? Ooh, the main ooh, okay. Intriguing question. Meaning if the premise is that Biden is not really running the country, there's some circle of people behind him who are, and maybe it's in the cabinet like Antony Blinken, or maybe it's a puppet master like Obama. But the fact of the matter is, if Joe is sidelined, they're no longer calling the shots and running the country anymore. A fairly functional, and I use the term loosely, Kamala Harris would be. And it's not like they'd be telling her what to do. Correct. So even if it's only for the better part of another year, might the puppet masters be interested in riding, riding the Biden phenomenon out and thus lean toward keeping him in? Look at you, but wow. <laughs> I think my head hurts, but that's a great call. Bill, thank you. And, and look, I know we're, we're all, we're writing screenplays. We're writing Tom Clancy novels at this point. And uh, l- let me break and uh, come back, tell you where we are in a couple of these things. And see, because uh, because truly, truly, when I say any, not anything is possible, but v- virtually anything is possible in this crazy, crazy time. And it's a time made crazy. By the fact that uh, Biden was offered up to us as somebody who could absolutely survive this entire term, I mean, in terms of functionality, it was a lie. And now the, the whole premise of re-election is a lie, and, the, and it falls to us. What are I mean, it will fall to us in November if he's on the ballot. What are we going to do about it? But in the meantime, what's the Democratic Party going to do about it? 824. <music> All right, I thought this would be fun. Fresh off a Vegas Super Bowl with speculation rampant as to 
who might be the Democrat nominee. You realize there are Vegas odds on everything. So what are the Vegas odds on who will be? Let, let me, I'm, I'm going to package this. Let me, <laughs> because uh, because we got to get into to Nikki on time. And I'll probably have a couple of things to say about this. There are plenty of websites that do this. There's no necessary one location for Vegas odds on who the, uh, who the Democrat nominee is going to be. And by the way, these things tend not to be predictions, just like the, the, the 49ers being favored by two. Is that, was that the final? Was it one or two? Anyway, what was not a prediction of the final score, but what the Vegas odds makers do in order to have an equal number of bettors on both sides of that line, because they make a little bit of juice on every bet. And so that's how they make the most money. So anyway, the, the, the numerical representation that you'll hear now on the Democrat, on the Vegas odds on who the Democrat nominee is going to be is designed to, to be not a predictor of the result, but a predictor of how people will bet. Nonetheless, it's all just stupid fun, which, by the way, is better than betting your actual money on stuff like this. Because have I given you the, the testimony? I think I touched on a little. Maybe this is a good thing to do next, because now that everybody from Mark Cuban to every team to every league is just begging people to gamble, it, it, it's it's poison. Uh and I've said I'm not anti-gambling, and I'm not. I'm kind of libertarian. Do what you want to do. But the pervasiveness of this, we have so many stupid young men, and and because and, it tends to be a man thing, doesn't it, right? Just just our society is not ready for the, the temptation of this and the stupidity of this and the life-ruining prospects of this. Uh, but a bunch of people I know went to Vegas to cover the Super, cover the Super Bowl and came back anti-casino. Uh, wonder why. We'll examine that, too. 831, Mark Davis, much more to come. Grab a line, 866-660-5759. Nikki Whaley is in the newsroom. From the spring of 86. I think this video gave me epileptic seizures. The genius of Peter Gabriel, who is 74 today. I know he could have gone and done some old school Genesis because he was the uh, doing the vocals there. Because it's, it's funny. Does Phil Collins owe Peter Gabriel everything? I don't know. I don't know. Because uh, most of the vocals pre-1975 in Genesis were Peter Gabriel. And then Peter Gabriel goes off to do the solo career, which has worked out well for him. I mean, uh, in your eyes, Salisbury Hill, just all kinds of things. Uh, but that enabled Phil to come out from behind the drum kit and do most of the lead vocals for Genesis. And uh, I think that gave him a pretty darn good solo career as well. Okay, what did I say I was going to do? Vegas odds. Here we go. Uh, the prohibitive favorite uh, is Joe Biden at, uh, at at minus 217. Now, here's how this works. Uh, it's based on a hundred. It's based on a hundred dollars of your money. All right. Uh, the minuses are are the are the favorites, meaning that you've got to bet two hundred seventeen dollars to win a hundred. Okay, you 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 lay down two hundred seventeen dollars, and if Joe Biden's the nominee, you get three seventeen back. You made a hundred dollars. Now the plus bets, and the uh, it, and it starts with Michelle Obama, not because there's huge plausible evidence that this would happen, but because the Vegas odds makers think that you think there is. I'm going to try to dissuade you from that, because with every week that goes by, the Michelle Obama thing is not going to happen. This is, and, and I don't mean this to sound insulting, it's a real job. Or let's just say it's a job she has 
knew it. She'd love the power. Somebody could wave some magical Oprah wand or something like that and go, but, but, and make her president. But, but guess what? That's a pretty thankless job, too. Being president is brutal. Running for president is even more brutal. She has, I just really believe she has no interest in that. Anyway, Michelle Obama's in there at plus 840, meaning you bet 100, you get 940 back. Uh, Gavin Newsom at plus 900. Kamala Harris at minus 1400. Dean Phillips, bless his heart. The, the only guy in this entire list that's actually running as a Democrat. Elizabeth Warren at plus 10,000. Gretchen Whitmer at plus 10,000. Hillary at plus 11,900. 11, Look for her number to drop. And by because uh, I'm unless it's all these other possibilities play out. I mean, compared to Biden, you know, she's a debutante. She's uh, she's coherent. How old, how old is Hillary Clinton? Hang on a sec. Alexa, how old is Hillary Clinton? Hillary Clinton is seventy six years old. Seventy six. She's spring chicken. Anyway, um, um, <laughs> after between Hillary Clinton and RFK Jr., Meghan Markle. <laughs> Great. All right. Very good. Very good. Um, Vegas stories. I, I think most people I know are ambivalent about gambling in general and fairly ambivalent about bringing casinos to our state of Texas. Some people are, there are two reasons to be pro-casino gambling in Texas. One is you want to gamble close to your house. I understand that one because that's a direct self-interest. You want to do this for some reason. The other reason is, and I'm, this will sound testy. I don't mean to. And that is financial, and which means you haven't thought about it very much. There are people I know and respect and people I've had a little bit of a back and forth with. Oh, it'd be such a great financial boon for Texas. We we go out of state, you go to you go to Oklahoma and you go to, you know, even Vegas, see all the Ted, you see lots of Texans out there. We could have all that money. We, these could be businesses that we could have whoop de whoop de doo. That that is a severely myopic, short-sighted view. Yep, we'd get a couple of bucks, no doubt about it. And with it, we would get every social, economic, societal downside of it. Uh, it's been a while since we did Vegas. Uh, I, I, you know, it's kind of funny. I, I'd go now to see some shows. Do some. There are folks I know who went to the Super Bowl. Had some wonderful restaurant experiences, and just it, it's great. It, it 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 can be like you know Disney World for adults. And I love the shows, love the shows. Lisa and I saw Jerry Seinfeld and Tony Bennett in the same four day span, like '06 or some such. And it's a, entertainment is great. And like five different blue man groups and and the magicians. I'm a huge magician fan. Shin Lim, the kid who won America's Got Talent, is apparently one of the better shows you can see. Matt Franco, another AGT veteran. Penn and Teller still working. Uh, it's you know it's remarkable. So I would I would love to go to Vegas. Don't would not I'm done with gambling. Been done with gambling for a while. 
Because number one, if I'm just doing it for five bucks a pop, I'm wasting my time. <laughs> I mean, if you're going to do it, do it, right? And believe you me, we did it. And we won a lot. And then we lost a lot. It's like, okay. Uh, probably did a little better than breaking even over five, six years of doing Vegas. I mean, probably three, four trips over a period of six or seven years, right? Uh, and, and then... It, so this is a conclusion not born of any success or any loss. And, there, and by the way, when you're thinking about something, is something good, is something not good? Always, always a good rudder for you is what does God say about this? What does the Bible say about this? What is, what is Jesus's opinion? Which, by the way, is going to get us right back to those uh, He Gets Us ads. Because Rhonda sent me an article from the Dallas Morning News about the ad agency behind the He Gets Us ads. Everybody freaking out about the He Gets Us ads because it's like liberal hippie Jesus. Eh, okay, it may not be the actual scriptural Jesus that I'm the biggest fan of in terms of laying out the full picture of what Christ is and what he says and what he wants. But I, I still remain a glass half full guy on those He Gets Us ads. And if 1% of the—oh, by the way, Super Bowl, most watched thing in the history of ever. I mean, way more than the moon landing. And with the moon landing, what do we have? You know, 205 million people in the country? we got 330 now. So, whew. Anyway, though, um, if just 1% of those folks watching those ads go, huh, Jesus is on the Super Bowl, maybe I should check that out. Now, some of them will go to the He Gets Us website or something like that and get little inklings of, and this is funny, if, if, if you hear a sentence that says Jesus accepts you, if you're gay or trans or just had an abortion or any one of a million other things, that is 100% true. But the red flag that goes up and the is that somehow there are people who spin this that say that that Jesus thinks all those things are great, and that the, the, the accepting you doesn't mean accepting sinful behavior. Accepting you means accepting you to discipleship, to help you move on a path toward a righteous life, toward avoidance of sin. And there isn't a whole lot of that in the he gets us message. But again, my thought is for every one person that might go to the he gets us website and, you know, and get the woke Jesus uh, spin, there might be five or six who don't know to do that. They just remember Jesus was on the Super Bowl and go, oh, that's kind of cool. Maybe I'll read the Bible. Ding, ding, ding. We have a winner. Or maybe I should go to church. We have a winner. So I think there's a net positive to be had there. Anyway. I digress. So um, I want no part of casinos in Texas, which is placing me further in a minority of people who continue to go, oh, money, it's dirty money. It is dirty, dirty money. You don't want it in your state. Uh, and the the biblical argument that I had was not that there's anything in there necessarily. No point does God or Jesus say don't gamble. Nope. Doesn't say it. Doesn't say it. But we are called to be good stewards of our wealth. Now, again, please understand, if you're dropping three bucks on a lottery ticket, I don't care. Neither is Jesus. It's But the way we were gambling, it's like, you know what? Let's make this count. <laughs> let's, let's make our time in this casino worth something. <laughs> and, oh, and it was until it wasn't. I mean, because that's why they operate. 
Every casino knows that on balance, more people will lose than win. Now, if you end up with a gambling career, that I don't mean career, nobody should do this for a living, but a gambling history that ends up with you solidly on the plus side, good for you. That's the definition of lucky. Uh, Far more people will not. I don't want the negatives. I do not want them. Do not want them in my state. I will oppose casinos in Texas for every breath that I take for the rest of whatever career God gives me. Now, and so the biblical, the moral aspect of this was, and and that is a biblical precept, that your wealth goes where your heart is. And, uh, and, And again, if it's just a literal throwaway five bucks at a stupid slot machine, I cannot do slots. What kind of mind numbing exercise is that? What? Give me something to do. I mean, just where I'm interacting in some way with something. And boy, did we interact. <laughs> we interacted at a lot of craps tables. Craps was fun, man, when it's going well. I mean, you, you, Lisa rolled for about 40 minutes, had people, I, it was, uh, well, never mind about that. It was, it was. I, I mean, just just heaping gratitude on her. And, and uh, it, was, it, was, it was great. It was great. We, we had fun. It, was, it was not not fun. All right. But it was not the best thing I could do with my money. People go, what about disposable income if it's purely disposable income? But it literally needs to be money that you would throw in a trash can. If it's an amount of money that you would not ball up and throw in a trash can, don't do it. So um, anyway, there there was. So as, as to the Vegas visitors, the, the folks who covered the Super Bowl and came back. Some some friends, I know a lot of people who are sports reporters, a lot of people who are, are, are you know, radio guys around the country, and, and a lot of them went to Vegas, went to the Super Bowl. And they had a wonderful time. Allegiant Stadium was great. The experience was great. As I said, saw some shows, ate some food, had a great time. They also found themselves, many, many for the first time in their lives, uh, walking through casinos at, uh, you know, 4 o'clock in the morning on the way to some early, early gig or whatever. And uh, and they just said it just, it was, it was there were zombies. And sure, they saw some people who were thrilled because they just won, you know, a hundred dollar hand of blackjack, and that's a, that's a lovely thing. That's a good feeling. Trust me. But far more uh, other people, it just was a dark, soulless, not organically human thing to do. It just seemed like not not so much a waste of time, but like worse than a waste of time because the greater likelihood was that you would lose than win. I said, man, just, ugh. no. And they came back anti-casino. A few guys. So um, just just a little testimony here. I want no part of casinos in Texas. The very sale of the Mavericks to the Adelson group, uh, Mark Cuban delivering most of his interest in the Mavericks to them, is, is based on the Mavericks getting a new stadium that would be, uh, you know, like the AAC is too old now. Uh, getting a new stadium uh, with the attached dream of it being a, and this is how dishonest these gambling mavens are. When the ads hit us again, and they will, oh, they will. They, they don't even say casinos because they know there's a negative stigma to that. They call them, you ready for this? Destination resorts. Hey, what could be better than that? A destination resort. Uh-huh. Well, that destination, if there's a casino in there, more bad things happen in there than good. I want no part of it. 851.
Okay, got a question for you. As we work our way into the topical wonderland that is the 9 o'clock hour, oh, we'll have plenty of Biden news. Because guess what the uh, guess what the latest is on that? If the her report, the um, the the conclusion that Joe Biden was not really prosecutable for his document mishandling because he just doesn't have enough marbles to stand trial, now uh, Republicans in the House are interested in acquiring something so that it can be released to you and me. That would be the transcripts. What did it sound like? What does it look like on paper to see Joe Biden unable to navigate the simplest of Q&A? There's that. Also, um, the latest on, you remember over the weekend, we had the, uh, the, the shooter at Joel Osteen's Lakewood Church. Was the shooter a trans person? It kind of looks like it, but it's not like that's been confirmed. It is a person who had some aliases, had a heavy criminal record, heavy mental health record. Um, we'll talk a little bit about that because everybody everybody tribally hops in because the people who are like pro-trans want to bury the story as quickly as possible. If so, a lot of people who are very hot and heavy on that issue would love for it to be a trans person so they could say, look what those people do. I'll, I'll triangulate between the two of those for you. And um, we'll talk about a bunch of other things as well. And you can join us and be a part of it. 866-660-5759. Mark Davis, 859.